0: Welcome to Humanity Evolve with your host, Katherine Calarco. This program will bring your life, family, and community together by focusing on the new technologies and innovations that define your world in an open and relaxed forum of ideas and discussion. Now, here is Katherine Calarco.
1: Welcome to today's show. It's such an honor to be with you here today to talk about an exciting subject that not a lot of us have actually been able to experience or explore. It's submarines, shipwrecks, and sharks opening the oceans for exploration and adventure. And so, what does that mean? Well, it's about deep flight. Deep flight is a submarine with wings. Yes, it flies underwater, and everyone, oh, uh, several people from Richard Branson to National Geographic have actually provided. An amazing experience to travel through water with unprecedented range, speed, and agility. The views are incredible schools of fish, dolphins, etc. And I'm excited to be here today with Karen Hawks, who is the leading innovator in bringing marine technologies for people to experience being underwater and the magic of our blue planet. Today, she and I are going to talk about the adventures of the oceans, from scuba diving to submarines, and what it's like to be there, and what it's like to create technology for oceans. Welcome to the show, Karen. It's so wonderful to have you here.
2: Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for having
1: me. So, tell us a little bit about your background. You know, like what what brought you to this field, and and what is your uh, you know sort of your background or your bio associated with coming into this world and and bringing us deep flight.
2: Well, ever since I can remember, uh, I've always been interested in adventure and exploration. And uh, the first job I wanted to do was to be a flight attendant. And I've I've come a long way since then. (laughs) Um, My background is I have a business background um, and a public relations background. And um, I obviously have an interest in communications. And so um, that's, that's my role here at Deep Flight. I started the company about 20 years ago with my partner at the time and uh, now we're moving in a big direction to um, open the oceans for personal exploration.
1: Wow, that sounds so exciting. The, th- tell me, so Karen, how did how did you start with this? So you sort of went from looking at, at travel and exploration to finding submarines. I mean, what was the evolution of this discovery? Because it was quite a few years ago when you guys started, right?
2: Yes, we started about 20 years ago, and that was really prototyping. We spent a lot of time prototyping the first submarines, when we began, our idea was to develop uh, an entirely new class of submarines um, that were cost effective. And the key to that was getting them to be lightweight um, so that you, you could launch them from anywhere, um, from any boat dock, um, without having to have a massive ship. Um, mm. At the time, most submarines were operated for research and science by um, national institutions. Right. And we wanted to make these available for People, individuals, um, universities, uh, scientists, uh, and that was our goal.
1: Wow. Wow! So now, the audience probably knows that um, I I've I'm a big ocean fan and I've been involved in the oceans from from several decades. And one of the the, the first time I met with Karen and uh, the Deep Flight crew was at the Blue Ocean Film Festival, and I walk into the hotel lobby and there's this huge. Well, it's not actually that big. It's it's a It seems longer than a car, but narrower. And um and I come in there and I look at this thing. It's got wings and a little cabin on it and I'm like wow what is that and so you walk over to it and I got the full spiel on what it is you know and how it works and so tell us like for our audience what is deep flight and what what is the underwater submarine look like
2: <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep flight actually looks a lot like an airplane we have two different versions one looks like an airplane and one looks like a quadcopter. Uh, And the one that we're bringing to um, the public into resorts this year, it looks like the airplane. It actually has wings and it flies underwater um, using downward lift, just like airplanes use lift on its wings, but to go into the air. Um, And the big thing about our submarines is that they're um, positively buoyant. So we have fixed positive buoyancy, which means we always return to the surface automatically. Uh, we do not get heavy to sink like all other conventional submarines. So we're on the surface, and we actually have to power down and fly down to depth.
1: Wow! So, when you when you were you know so tell me a little bit about what was the the inspiration for this? I mean, where who are the founders, or how do how do you decide like okay, I'm going to fly underwater, you know? And 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 you as a woman being involved in that that sort of construct of pulling that together. Tell us a little bit about the early days.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I was the co-founder and the other founder was Graham Hawks. And so it was his creative idea to transition um, the new type of submarine from really underwater ballooning to Uh underwater flight. Um, and so this was a Graham's um, innovation, and it was my job to um, bring it to market and to communicate to people um, through publicity and film work and really uh, touch people and educate them about the opportunities that the ocean provided for us.
1: Right, and then and so, in doing that, that what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced in in kind of bringing together this amazing innovation to reality? I mean, it's not like everybody goes, "Wow, well, I'm going to actually fly underwater." Let me build a submarine that flies, and 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 you, you you make that work, and and you end up enabling people to fly underwater. So, what what was the aspect of that that you that the biggest challenge of getting that off the ground? Or in the water.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's That's, that's a good point. (laughs) Um, The biggest challenge, we did prototype for a long time to get the technology to uh, the state it's in now, which is really, uh, we're 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 ready for prime time. Uh, So I don't think the technical challenges were so significant as the funding. That's what... um, that was the challenge all along because people were really focused on space exploration, right. and they look up to the sky and get excited about what was up there, and they forgot that our own planet is a blue planet, right, and exactly. we, we don't we don't know our own planet, and it's so important for us to be, have access to this area, and that was our motivating um, that's what motivated us to provide access to our own planet. Hmm.
1: And and what was it like? I mean, how long did it take to to build something like this? And what was the first flight like?
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, it started <laughs> with a one-person vehicle, which we launched in um, 1996. And we did that with the Monterey Bay Aquarium. We had a big event. Uh, and that was really, really just to prove the concept that we can fly underwater. And you do not have to get heavy and sink underwater, like underwater ballooning. But right. you can actually access the space and move like an airplane and cover a lot more territory because it's hard to cover a lot of the ocean if you're just moving kind of like an elevator up and down and then side to side. Uh, if you can imagine um, what it's like to fly underwater, you are you know, moving swiftly alongside manta rays and dolphins and sharks. And you can cover a lot of range fairly quickly and see a lot.
1: Huh. And, and so how far does it go? I mean, what, you know, you're, you're talking about, you see a lot underwater. So how, how far is a trip, you know, underwater? And, and what do you actually see? Is it because the ocean seems pretty big. And, you know, sometimes you spend a whole dive trying to find a shark. So tell us a little a bit about how far you can go and what you can see along the way.
2: Yeah, you, know, you can plan uh, as much as you want, but you never know what you're going to see. So you can say you're going out to look for sharks on this dive, and yeah. you will see everything but sharks, and you'll, <laughs> you'll see the manta rays, and you'll see the dolphins, uh, you'll see amazing coral reefs, uh, but the shark will be elusive that day. And right. then the next day you go out and you say, hey, let's go look at the coral reef, and Right in front of you are, you know, a school of sharks. So <laughs> you never know what you're going to see, um, which is as part of the excitement. Um, and oftentimes, you're seeing a piece of the planet that uh, no one else has seen before.
1: Wow! And that, that's is very it, exciting. And so, like, what do you mean by no one has seen before? Where where were you when that happened? Or oh,
2: it doesn't matter where you are. You can be if you think about it. How many people have been deep in the ocean, oh. um, beyond scuba diver depths? Right. So, you know we're going down um to one hundred and twenty feet um with people at resorts, and not many people have been down that far, even right. scuba diving,
1: yeah. and it it seems like you know, people are usually most of the life is above sixty feet, but you're saying that a lot of it is below one hundred feet that you can see quite a lot from from there. So uh, um, tell us like what is what is your favorite place? i mean what what place did you go to and say, Wow! No one's been here before, and this is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you know, I'm—I haven't been to the Maldives personally, but that's where we're going um, with uh, our company, and we're opening up uh, the first operation to offer resort guests um, these underwater flights. And the Maldives has everything we've always looked for. It has um, amazing corals and marine life. It has the the manta rays, uh, the oh my gosh! Such amazing marine life and the clarity of water that we are are dying to dive in. So I'm very excited about the Maldives. Awesome. Um, as far as where I've been, uh, I've really enjoyed Hawaii and the humpback whales. That was just right. beautiful. Uh, huh. We dove there um, many years ago, and GoPro came along for the ride and, and made a beautiful film with us. and I wasn't in the submarine, but what I was doing was I was diving and filming next to the submarine and with the um, humpbacks all around, and that wow. was an incredible experience. just listening to their noises and their songs and watching the um, submarine amongst the whales. That, that's incredible.:
1: Huh. And, and this was it. And so when you, the, so can people see the GoPro? Is that still available? the documentary?
2: Oh, yes. It was just a short film by GoPro. So that's out on the web. You can you can um, Google it and, and you'll find
1: it. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Deep flight, deep flight and GoPro. Deep yeah. Flight. Yep. And and so how. OK, maybe this is a silly question, but the, it seems like flying underwater and, and the slow movement of whales, you know, how, how do you maneuver with marine life, you know, and not and not, you know, bump into them or have them bump into you or you know, hit the coral reef?
2: Oh, well, you know, they are so aware of us. So,
1: so they, yeah. they avoid us.
2: Yeah, well, they don't <laughs> avoid necessarily. They're very curious, usually at first, and they come in and they take a look, and uh, they play around for a little while, and then as soon as they discover that we're not really food, um, they'll, uh, they'll usually take off. But we've had some nice encounters. We've had our submarines with um, giant manta rays off of um, the Socorro Islands in Mexico, and we've had them with the whales. We've had them with sea lions off of Monterey, and the sea lions were really playful. They were really, they hung out with us for probably a half an hour um, just on the side of the submarine, really flying and diving alongside us. It was, it was inc- magical. Yeah.
1: And so they were kind of like playing with it, that they sort of like were very curious and coming along and sort of, you know, coming up to the windows or something? Or was it more like they were just diving through and coming through and going past?
2: Oh, no, they hung out with the submarine, and they were like the wingman on the wing. <laughs> I, I, I know. I mean, you I can I imagine that, Catherine. That, it was, uh, that they, sounds they, so cool. <laughs> it really was.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, diving in Point Lobos, right? It was one of the best dive locations in the California area is Point Lobos, and it's this beautiful um, pool of uh, kelp-filled area, and near the... Um, uh, near the Monterey and uh, and the seals in there are so friendly, right? And there's a bit of surge and I remember these seals would come f- like f- they would almost fly like they'd swim super fast and come up to you and stare you in the face and sort of look at you and like like want to play. The same look that your dog gives you when when they want to play, right? Like, hey, I'm here. And then they would swim around and go back behind you and then I suddenly felt this tug on my fin and the and the seal had actually grabbed my fin and was like tugging on it like I want to play you know and then and then I kind of pulled it out and then I was swimming and I got a surge the, and the and the seal ended up where instead of biting my um the, the fins it bit my then my knee and, <laughs> and, and I was so surprised I turned around and it, tur- it was super surprised as well so we both have this shock face like oh you know like both <laughs> at each other and I, and I think that uh you know I know that seals are very playful and it, I can only imagine what it would be like to be underwater in a in a submarine being able to interact with them right and not having to worry about your wetsuit getting bitten so the so and and you you become part of the ocean is that kind of how like tell us a little bit more about what it means to explore using the plane and how is that different from scuba diving
2: yeah, exactly. It is so different because you're sitting, um, basically it's like you're sitting in a small aircraft and you're kept at one atmosphere, which means you're breathing totally normally. You don't feel anything from the, um, the the dive and the depths. You can go up and down as you please for as long as you want. You don't have to worry about the bends or anything like that. And instead of um, looking at the fish through like an aquarium glass, you are part of their environment and you are flying alongside them. and. You try to slow down as they move around you, and if they speed up, you can speed up and you fly alongside them. So you are, are wingtip to wingtip with these magnificent creatures, and they accept you, you know, mm. um, and, and you're just part of their world. Wow. So it's, it's quite magical
1: yeah and, the, and 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 as a woman involved in this and sort of the innovation and and deep sea diving, did you see the how you know what was it like? Were there any challenges as, as a woman in this industry, or did you just find, hey, everybody was trying to solve the same thing and it was it was very uh, collaborative or, or you know there aren't very many women in technology in in the deep ocean? Except for Um, you and Sylvia Earle, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, I think I've been lucky because, like you mentioned, Sylvia Earle um, has been at the forefront of ocean exploration and science and conservation uh, forever. And so she's been a great voice. So um, I've never really... had a problem being a woman in this field I, that again, then again, I'm not a technologist, so I'm not an engineer. I think there's too few female engineers. Yeah. Um, like our current engineering team is, is mostly male, but we're actively looking for some female engineers. Um, ah. but from a communication side, um, no, uh, that being a woman has, has not been, has been great in this field.
1: So I um so what about the um so I, I really like the idea of w- what would you say to to women engineers or people like you know women in school or girls in school who are really looking at interested in ocean and technology I mean it, it sounds like you've just invited them to to participate because there's you're looking for them to be at the table here and participate in and defining the exploration of the oceans
2: Yes there's a huge opportunity I think first of all the first thing is Girls study math and science. That's the most important thing. So, so get involved and stay involved in math and science. It's very exciting. Uh, second thing is to go into engineering. I mean, right. engineers create this world. They are so cool. Uh, I've had I've been so lucky to work with engineers for the past twenty years, and I'm amazed every single day. Uh, they build everything that we use every day. Um, and then the third thing is the oceans. Um, there is so much opportunity in the oceans. Finally, we're, we're bringing the oceans to the front burner. I think we all um, believe that the oceans are finally having their heyday, which we deserve. Um, and so there's a lot of opportunities for new jobs um, related to the oceans.
1: Right, and and, the, and with regard to that, I think it's an, an important aspect to realize that there is uh, a, a, a varied way to participate in the oceans, you know, from being an engineer to being in and communications, education, program development, uh, uh, marketing. There's a lot of fundraising. There's a huge need for fundraising and connecting people with uh, the right organizations to fund. You know, I think there's a huge boom here for us in terms of, providing a, a, a channel and, a, and an opportunity for uh, people looking for a career and looking for ways of providing innovation that help our oceans. And they might you might seem like, oh, well, that's you not know, like a being another Google or another Facebook, but wow, the impact you can create on this planet and the need that is so strong that you, I think you'd enjoy, this is something to, that people would enjoy. So the, the, the engineers and the people you have with deep flight, I mean, why are they part of it? Are they, do they get that sense of purpose and and, and impact on the ocean environment, or are they all ocean lovers, and that's how they were drawn to it? I think they were probably
2: drawn first to the engineering challenges, right. uh, and they they also saw it as a huge opportunity because where else can you really um, innovate from the ground up? Um, right. And so we've taken really we've taken submarines from um, you know its beginning levels of really underwater ballooning and created an entirely new craft. So that's very exciting for for engineers.
1: Yeah, we you know we're going to have to go to break uh, very, very soon. And I want to just end on that because w- when we come back after the break, let's talk a little bit about this, you know, uh, the opportunity to explore the oceans and how that ocean that is and more and more people are becoming involved in the oceans and it's becoming more of a front burner issue. So let's move to that in the next section. I'm, this has been a fascinating conversation. I'm already getting figuring out how to get to the Maldives <laughs> and, uh, and, and be able to enjoy this exploration and opportunity to bring it to the people and I. this is Catherine Calarco and I have and the amazing guest today is Karen Hawks from Deep Flight a submarine that flies underwater just like a plane flies in the air to see the beautiful depths and marine life around you this is an amazing experience for all people to be involved in the adventures of the ocean and to explore a part of our world that very few get to see so join me after the break this is Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve <music>
0: This is Humanity Evolve with Catherine Calarco. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. Again, that's 1-866-613-1612. Or you may send an email to info at ccalarco.com. Now, back to Humanity
1: Evolve. Welcome back. This is Catherine Calarco, and we're talking about underwater exploration and and innovations associated with submarines and flying underwater with deep flight. I love this concept because I think there's a, it's a great opportunity to open our eyes with regard to the experiences that are available to us and the beauty that this amazing planet has for us and why we should save the oceans and why we should actually create innovations that allow us to sustainably experience the underwater world. And I'd love to to hear more stories karen about some of the things and the you know the experiences during the break we were talking about shipwrecks so tell me about shipwrecks and and what you can see underwater with regard to the, the this being a museum
2: yes you know well just to back up i mean don't forget that there are five oceans in 113 seas on this planet there is so much territory to explore and so much to see and And people estimate that less than five percent of our oceans have been explored to date. So there's a lot of exploration to be done. Um, and now, for shipwrecks, which is people always love to hear about, yeah. um, we were involved in shipwrecks for about ten years, uh, and that was some of the most exciting times I've had. Uh, you can relate probably because you've probably heard Bob Ballard say that there's more treasures at the bottom of the ocean than in the world's museums. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, that's true. Um, We were lucky enough to find, with Frank Gaudio, um, an archaeologist, um, the Royal Captain Shipwreck in the South China Sea. And we were using a remote vehicle at the time, and we had a chart from the British Admiralty that said the bottom should be at about 800 feet. And, you know, the chart's not accurate. No one had ever been down that deep before. And the bottom kept going and going and going. And finally, at 1,000 feet, we started seeing porcelain spilled out on the bottom of the ocean floor, and and that's where the shipwreck was. It was incredible. Wow. And, and then you use these um, remote vehicles and cameras to go in and explore and photograph and, and film this uh, you know, ancient shipwreck from the 1700s.
1: And so what was the ship carrying? Well, you said porcelain. Was it a trading ship, or was it a traveling ship, or...?
2: Yeah, it was a it was a trading ship back then, uh, and porcelain was how they packed all their teas. And so it didn't necessarily have gold, right. But the por- because it was such a deep shipwreck, the porcelain when we pulled it back up for the museum in the Philippines, it came up like you had just had a tea party the day before. There wow. Was, it was it's it's beautiful, um, and there's there's supposed to be three million more shipwrecks that are you know lost in the oceans that haven't been found. So uh, you know, let's go find those.
1: Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And some of them have wealth and treasure, and and also amazing artifacts that people have never seen before. Yeah, so besides
2: historical value, is, yeah, is exactly.
1: Huge. That tells the story. I mean, I'm the. I remember the one where they actually excavated all the Phoenician ships sh- ships in the and the Mediterranean, and how fascinating it was to learn about the cultures and learn about the the uh, sort of res, revol- resulted back in the, the wars and what actually happened between the ships and it was just a huge story and i think if you're a a fan of history the oceans provide a huge amount of information with regard to the stories right the stories of people and travel and trade so besides that yeah so did you fly on that shipwreck or were you primarily just finding it and then use the the remote vehicles to do the exploration
2: yeah, this exploration, we used a remote vehicle, and then the archaeologist went back and he used the deep rovers, which were originally designed um, uh, by one of our previous companies as well. And those are manned submarines. Right. And they went back and did a full documentation. So that that's just one shipwreck. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's plenty more for us to go visit.
1: So is that the only one, or has there been more shipwrecks that you've seen underwater?
2: Oh my gosh! Well, we've logged um hundreds, but we're no longer wow. doing that actively right now because we are building submarines right now and <laughs> and, and putting them into the oceans. So, uh, you know, we're no longer treasure hunters. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so, if, so if there is a treasure hunter who's interested in figuring out how to actually uh, get into this, and, I, and what would you tell them?
2: Oh, it's for someone who's interested in treasure hunting.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh well. Uh, it does cost a, a pretty penny to be a treasure hunter because you need some equipment. But if you're in it for the adventure, there's no better adventure than looking for shipwrecks. And even if you don't find them, you find so many other things. So, yeah, it's, it's a very exciting field.
1: Huh. And the and I know that there are definitely crews and that that do that that actually go around and find. It seems like they're finding wrecks every year, or oh every, sure, yeah, yeah, quite often. And um, so when you were doing that for ten years, um, you mentioned that one wreck in the China Sea. Is there other wrecks that were of note, or did you do anything like the World War One wrecks in in uh, you know, truck or in uh, Indonesia or Solomon Islands or?
2: No, this was our big shipwreck, the Royal Captain. Uh, yeah. And after that, we we kind of moved on to really um, developing the submarines and then putting them to use with big animals. We moved right. from shipwrecks to the big animals. And right. then we had some very memorable expeditions with big animals and beautiful ballets in the water, you know, wingtip to wingtip with these, with these gorgeous creatures.
1: And that's with these manta rays, right, you're talking about, or the...
2: Manta rays in Mexico w- were incredible. They were basically the wingspan was um, as wide as our submarine. They're they're you know giant creatures, wow. uh, and we've also been with schooling hammerhead sharks, which is you know quite extraordinary. And if I have to say so myself, they didn't really um notice us that much you know they're huh. swimming around a pinnacle and it was like ah, okay there's a submarine big deal you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're underneath us, or you're whatever you're just you're just another another animal in the sea
2: yeah, yeah, they didn't pay much attention to us. Whereas, you know, the sea lions in Monterey uh, came right up to us and cavorted for quite a while. And even great white sharks were interested in us uh, until they definitely could not taste any food nearby. So they, they took off after a, a few minutes of play.
1: So, what was it like being in the middle of a school of, of hammerhead sharks swimming around the pinnacles?
2: You know what? It's, um, it's extremely peaceful. I think people might not um, expect um, a submarine experience to be peaceful, but it's extremely quiet and you're sitting there in this um, environment and you're immersed in it. And that your view is 360 degrees view through our canopies that are over your head uh, in yeah. the submarine. And, and then you, you can um, slowly, move around the animals as they're schooling and um just uh, you know experience their life. Yeah, huh. it's, it's
1: extraordinary. So you probably feel like you're one of the s- sharks in this in the school swimming around the pinnacle. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And does it feel like it feels like you're part of it because the, it's got that 360 view that the ocean is all around you. you know like when you're at the Monterey Aquarium and you put your head in that domed viewpoint and you kind of get a sense of actually being underwater is is that sort of the experience that you feel is that what it feels like.
2: Yes, this is an active and engaged experience. I mean, you are there in their environment. You're not just, you know, when you're scuba diving, which, you know, I love to scuba dive. I love to snorkel. But you really know your mask really limits your view. And you're so aware um, of, you know, having that mask and um, the regulator in your mouth. And here, you're just, it's almost like there's no glass above your head. You're just sitting in the
1: ocean um, in their environment. Right, and so the what happened when the when the when the, the great white shark comes up? I mean, is it was it a, was it big? I mean, how did how did it feel when you when you end up with a great white shark in your in your purview? Oh,
2: yes, yes. The great white shark was big, as they are, <laughs> uh, probably the size of the um, vehicle itself, if not bigger. And uh, she came in, she took a look, and um, Richard Branson was in the back seat from, from Virgin, and Graham, the creative submarine, was in the front seat. And Richard kept saying, get closer, get closer. And uh, <laughs> you know, they got pretty close, and they had a little playtime, and huh. then the shark just um, just took off. Yeah,
1: wow. but they okay, they, so ha-
2: they had an encounter.
1: They had a, they had a, they actually interacted with the shark itself. They it did kind- interact.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh.
1: So the so the shark kind of played with the with the submarine. Is that what you're saying, or is it kind of a was that just curious and it was swimming around it?
2: I think in this instance, the shark was curious. He didn't play like yeah. the sea lions and the manta rays played. Right. Um, I'm not sure I would categorize sharks as playful. Playful, creatures. yeah, that's true. I <laughs> wouldn't either. They seem very
1: serious every time I see them.
2: <laughs> I think they're on a mission to find right. food. It's like <laughs> yeah. food, 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 and, uh, and this was not food for them. Yeah. Right.
1: So So, was just trying to figure out what it was. Okay. So you just dropped a name. You know, we, we, we all, it, I, a few of us can say, yeah. And Richard Branson was in the back seat. So. So tell us about Richard's passion for this and and how he got involved in it and and what he's experienced underwater, if you can, if you can share any of that stories, what's been that experience?
2: Well, you know, Richard's, um, you know, quite a visionary, as we all know. He's also involved in an organization called Ocean Elders. So he's always had a long-term interest in ocean conservation. And he saw one of our submarines um, on one of our clients' yachts and called us up and said, you know, can I get one of these? (laughs) Um, and so, you know, we built him his own submarine and we've also brought him on, um, an expedition with some of his colleagues, uh, because he really wanted to experience water beyond, you know, the oceans beyond scuba diving.
1: Right. Right. And, and so he's, and, and besides the, the great white shark have what has, he also was on, he, he on the trip with the manta rays and the whales and things like that as well.
2: No, we did one expedition, and that was the Great White Shark expedition. With that, with right.
1: yes, right. yeah. And is there footage of that available too, or is that no? There's not.
2: There's um some footage. Our our great mutual friend Amos Nachum took some oh, photographs. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so yeah. we do have a nice photo of Richard smiling in the back seat uh, as the Great White Shark is is off the the front of the submarine.
1: That's great. Yeah, Amos does amazing trips with uh, with big animals. You know, he's got some uh, incredible trips where he goes and photographies a large animals or deep ocean or or very amazing excursions around the world. Um, and there's people who love the ocean and, and help bring people out to experience it with regard to adventure and, and exploration. So, you know, it's it's amazing to have people like Richard Branson and others involved in, in what you're doing. And But, uh, you know, the, the the experiences that you're talking, about um can you talk about I, I remember a story where you had taken some school kids or a, a kid there were some uh, uh make a wish or something i i don't remember the whole story but you know tell me a little bit about you know someone who would never expected to be underwater and their experience of being there
2: yeah. Well, first of all, we love working with kids. Yeah. So um, whenever we have a chance, you know, we we open our workshop for school groups when we can, and and bring them in, and hope to inspire them about the oceans, about um, engineering, and about ocean conservation. I mean, we have a we have a big um, burden on our shoulders to to inspire and educate all these people. Yeah. <laughs> and and to catch them young is a great thing. Uh, and also, when we go on expedition, which we um, have done, you know, a lot in the past. Uh, wherever we are in the world, we always meet with school groups. And mm-hmm. um, when we can, we bring them underwater with us. Um, the last place we brought some kids down was in Jordan. And we were diving in the Gulf of Aqaba in our mm-hmm. submarine. And we were lucky enough to have a uh, four or five weeks on the ground there and we spent one week with school kids and one week with scientists and one week with um, government officials showing them you know their beautiful underwater territory because that was an area they had not they hadn't explored before they didn't have the tools to access that area and basically the submarine is a tool
1: for people like that Right. So, um. We're we're providing a tool. Yeah. And so, the, what were their reactions? Like, what was the first thing that they, you know, what was their feedback, or what did they feel was so amazing once they did that? Uh, you know,
2: I have to say that in you know all these years of operating in submarines, everybody comes out um, of the experience. Um, just saying that in some way it changed their perspective and that's exactly what you want. You know, this is an ocean planet and to be brought into that part of our world where beforehand you just dipped your toes or stuck your head under a few feet. Um, Mm -hmm. but to actually be able to move through this environment and alongside the animals, it changes your perspective. Um, and, and that's what everybody, even, you know, the youngest child has said in their own way, um, about about seeing the world in a whole
1: new way mm. Because it it is an, a magical experience to actually descend underwater, and I, uh, I hope that many of you have actually experienced this, either from snorkeling or free diving, or uh, a submarine ride, or or even scuba diving. Is that 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 moment that you descend? And uh, uh, Fabian Cousteau talked about this after he spent 31 days underwater, and the trans the biggest transition was when he came back up and how he surfaced from this noisy cacophony of life and marine life and sound to the almost stillness of the the air when he, and, and how it was almost like a emerging or rebirthing coming out of the ocean. And I think the same occurs when you're, when you descend, right? When you come th- out of the, the air world into the water world and you, you learn that you can breathe underwater, which is a big thing for people to go, wait, I'm, not, I'm breathing, you know, through your regulator. And the feeling of denseness, right? And, and, uh, and the fact that the environment is more solid around you, but also you feel like you're absolutely part of an ecosystem. You know you are the same even if you're walking in a forest, but when you're actually doing this underwater, you feel like, you know, there's almost a three-dimensional essence of your existence underwater and the amount of diversity and and creative animals underwater is phenomenal you're like whoa how did it evolve to that you know and, and you, you look at things like nudibranchs and lionfish and and you know the 16-foot rays, You know, you're like how, how this is so diverse and we this planet has got this amazing beauty underwater i can only imagine the the faces of those kids from jordan just wa- seeing that you know being able to see wow this is this is also in our neighborhood you know
2: Yes, and also another use of the vehicle was, you know, we went um, uh, just offshore in Jordan. We went all the way along their coastline, up there from their um, from the southern border all the way to their northern border, and we were showing the head of ports, um, you know, his beautiful space, and uh, you know, we were showing people that if you throw a, a soda can in the ocean, it doesn't yeah. just disappear. There it is, and you know, so that's a great use of of these submarines is to help these conservation efforts and sh- to show people that. You know, trash in the ocean does not go away. That is right. a big problem.
1: Right right I mean we have I don't know nine plastic gyres you know some of them a size of, of, of continents and in the ocean and you know and I think that once people realize the that there is life that there is uh, it's like throwing stuff in your backyard you wouldn't do that so you know this is important to actually realize the impact we're having on our oceans and actually see what it does when it clogs your marina or you know pollutes your wharfs or it keeps corals from growing so that um, and, and, and the experiences that I think that are completely unique from submarines are, are quite expansive. It sounds like you've been able to not only do research, find amazing things, but also bring this new awareness to populations. You know, um, we're going to talk about what that means for the next step and, and how, that, how that's going to evolve to bring more of this exposure and, and experience to more people and also a little bit more on uh, some of the challenges and interests that have occurred Um, being part of the technology of the ocean. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about... You know, how uh, get back to this, you know, how oceans are becoming a, a big issue right now, and how you can get involved. Also, some of the more about the stories from Karen and how she and her team have been, uh, you know, expanding this awareness worldwide and having a unique experience to how you can get involved and, and how you can connect. So, this is Katherine Kalarka with Karen Hawks from Deep Flight. We will be back right after the break. It's been a pleasure to be with you today, and we look forward to talking to you. Stay tuned. We're going to have some secrets and more. More stuff after this break. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for
2: women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and
1: just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey empowering women transforming lives can be heard live every tuesday at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on the voice america women's channel and join us for a replay of the show on wednesday at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel
0: This is Humanity Evolve with Catherine Calarco. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. Again, that's 1-866-613-1612. Or you may send an email to info at ccalarco.com. Now, back to Humanity Evolve.
1: Hey, we're back. This is Katherine Kalarka with Karen Hawks from Deep Flight. Just before the break, we were talking about the experiences of what it's like to explore underwater in a flying submarine and the ability to actually experience oceans for the first time so that countries like uh, Jordan and, and other areas really can see the beauty that is just a few feet from their shores and how to value and 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 uh, appreciate the ocean. Um, we were talking briefly at, at the break, and and you were mentioning how many uh, the you know there's hundreds and thousands of new species discovered every year and and also the fact that uh, there's only really five percent of our oceans are truly uh, explored so this is a huge opportunity for people to to get involved and really th- there's more available now for people to understand and learn about the oceans and as we stated in the in the topic for the show we save what we love right we we if we know about this and Karen Was relaying the story, and we've all heard about when uh, you know Kennedy. I'm sorry, not Kennedy. Roosevelt. When Roosevelt toured Yosemite, it it spawned the national parks, right? And so, you know, this ability to explore amazing beauty and be overawed by it is something that that people want to save, and they want to assure that we have this for generations to come. So, Karen, tell me a little bit about. Sort of your view on on the ocean exploration, what is out there for us to discover, and how can we get engaged in that? Yeah, well,
2: as I was saying to you, you know, last year scientists identified 1,500 new creatures in the oceans, and they're estimating that there's 500,000 to 2 million more that are still unknown. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we're not scientists per se here at Deep Flight. We have created a tool that scientists and the public can use to go and explore. And, and that is our you know, mission and goal. It's to provide this tool that inspires and educates people about the oceans. Um, because as you said, you know, we, we protect what we love and you have to know the oceans to, to love them and to protect them.
1: Yeah, so so who's you know like have you have you seen anything out there that's like wow I've never seen that before I mean have you have, have there been new I mean every dive I ever went on I ever, always saw something I'd never seen before you know um, have you been part of the exploration to discover new species or to see new places?
2: Well, you know, uh, in in Jordan, um, one thing that really surprised me was the. Huge infiltration of lionfish, which um are a problem in some parts of the world. There's just the right. numbers are tremendous. And it almost felt like you were going into a, a, a fall, a cloud because they were wow. so dense. Yeah, and they just came up over the bow of the submarine and just went over the canopies and you just like flew right through these uh, this huge school of fish. So that, that was my first time actually seeing lionfish. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, is that like, were they, were they overpopulated? Is that like the, like the lionfish in Florida where they're now trying to eradicate them? Or yes. is this, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it can be a problem. Uh, and right. another instance I remember very clearly was when we were um, looking for shipwrecks, I got so excited. I thought I saw a gold bar on the bottom right. of the ocean and this is at a thousand feet. Right. We, get, we get closer and closer and closer with our camera And what is it? It's a Coke can. (gasps) (laughs) At a thousand feet. At a thousand feet. Yes. So, you know, it's things like this that are important for us to bring back to people and, uh, you know, to to show people the beauty and, you know, the, the not so beautiful and why we need to preserve this place.
1: Yeah. So talk a bit about that, because I think it's important to understand that the the sustainability aspect. Right. And so how how can we explore the oceans? How can we actually be more proud part of this underwater environment and yet do it sustainably? And what 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 lessons have you learned with regard to the sustainability aspect of being involved in this environment?
2: yeah that that is our challenge and our goal because basically, if you think about it, the oceans are um, a big territory. It's basically like real estate. And because we have built these vehicles that can go into the oceans, how do we open this territory and do it in a sustainable way so that it does it protects the area and doesn't pollute it? Uh, and so of course, our vehicles are all electric, so we don't put anything into the oceans. so we really there's uh, we leave the oceans exactly as we find them. Right. Um, and our, our goal is to bring people in and, and show them this area that really they only dip their toes into. Uh, and what can people do? Go to the beach. Bring your kids. Go snorkeling. Go scuba diving. Uh, you know, take advantage of, of tools like ours, like the, the submarines and, and other experiences you can have to actually get in the oceans and, and know your own planet.
1: Right right and be able to experience it even even the even just the the amount of uh videos and uh underwater documentaries that are out there they're usually available online so you can actually experience it even from your own living room what it's like to see underwater and what you're seeing is very real it's not as if they're you know you know, you have to to get this kind of footage. You have to know where you're going and be lucky. So they, there's and even the the great nature, you know, the the uh, National Geographic documentaries that are filmed, are are phenomenal. And but that is a huge amount of experience to actually achieve some of those shots. Did you did you guys actually do some work with National Geographic on on filming?
2: Oh yes, yes, we did work with National Geographic um, on our on manta, with manta rays. We had the submarine down in Mexico with them, and really, Catherine, wherever we go in the world, we partner with um, TV and film partners right. to bring to bring these images back home. So yes, um, you know, right now, if you want to experience the submarines yourselves, uh, yourselves, you you go to the resorts where we're located. But also, we'll be bringing these images back through um, film and TV projects and magazine articles. Uh, so everybody can be a Jacques, uh, Jacques Cousteau you know
1: <laughs> yeah exactly we can all, we can all put our red beanies on red hats on and and be part of this you know yeah, yeah and i i think it's important to note that that being Understanding that it's not about creating a freeway underwater, that it's actually about creating experiences that are well managed, well guided, but also the opportunity to explore much greater areas because you now have the tools to do it. Do you, do you do much work like the other thing I've heard about a lot is um, drones in the sense that drones are helping with uh, managed uh, sustainable fisheries. They're um, you know looking at uh, you know keeping the rules of the sea with regard to uh, fishing and. Uh, also pollution and things like that. Do you do you find there's a, a an ability to be collaborate with uh, both above water and underwater uh, technology?
2: Oh, you're, ta- you're talking about drones in the air. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we, uh, well, we've also um, you know created drones underwater and we've used those as well. Um, but we're really focused on manned submarines because there's nothing like being there yourself. Right. Um, and so the drones, both above water and underwater, are fantastic tools, and there's great projects for them, um, and we can work with them. But we're really focused on bringing people underwater into mm-hmm. our, you know, our
1: blue planet. Right. And actually exploring more. So how, you know, I think that, you know, it'd be great to hear some more stories about people's experiences underwater and, and how they've really been able to transform their view of, of this blue planet. You know, like what, what are some of the new things that people can explore? I mean, you've, you've seen so much of this blue planet, you know, if if there were areas that people are like, wow, you know, really, this is an area that has been totally underdeveloped. If people actually could actually map it out or see if there's marine life There Are there areas of the planet that you see have potential for the greatest exploration?
2: Oh, my gosh. There are so many places that I can't even name them. You know, (laughs) In one radio show. I know, okay. But one of our our clients, um, Tom Perkins, he was one of the first ones to put our submarine on his super yacht, and he did a three-year voyage around uh, the South Pacific, and he was the first to get um, a deep-flight submarine with the whales, Uh, and he had... Uh, incredible experiences, and uh, he was really visionary and in, in in helping us open the oceans for individuals to explore. Um, and going forward, people are going to be able to you know fly alongside blue whales and manta rays in uh, the Maldives. They're going to be able to explore shipwrecks in Truck Lagoon. Um, they'll be able to um, fly alongside with the dolphins off of the Bahamas. Uh, there's there's so many places to explore. It's a huge territory. And I'm so grateful for space exploration because they, that's actually how we understood that we are a blue planet. Right. You, you see the, this uh, view from space and darn we're covered by oceans
1: <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. when you look back it's all blue it is a blue <laughs> blue planet in this galaxy and that so it, and I, I i really encourage people to take a take a moment and really explore the oceans uh, this week is a dedicated to world oceans day there is also a conference there's different things that are really activating associated with our oceans and how to be involved it's it's an, a, a growing area there due to the rising sea levels and to the acidification and coral bleaching and other aspects that are going on now is a time for people to be involved and also to enjoy you know this is a time to savor the magic that we have on our shores and also be able to get out to see the waters and be part of the waters you may not be able to get to the Maldives but you are not that far from a from a body of water whether it's an oceans or whether it's a lake or vernal pools which are super magical, full of shrimp and all kinds of things. So really get engaged with water. This is a week to celebrate the oceans and celebrate our, our blue planet. And one of the ways to do that is to personally experience it yourself and take time to actually watch these videos, to, to engage with the ocean, to, to live vicariously through the documentaries or the films, and also to find a submarine and, and fly underwater. So, <laughs> so Karen, how can people stay engaged with you? What's what's one way to kind of keep in touch find out what you're doing and 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 continue our conversation
2: yeah well certainly follow us on social media we're posting on instagram and facebook and check out our websites it's deepflight.com and deepflightadventures.com DeepFlight adventures is our initiative to bring um, underwater flight experiences to resorts around the world and maldives is the first location but it's we're coming to places near you so i hope to see you all soon in one of our submarines
1: Thank you. Oh, this has been very cool. I I hope one day to be able to ride in one of those underwater submarines. I can just visualize it now. And uh, if you're not able to fly in a submarine, maybe visit uh, one of the national aquariums. Uh, The Monterey Bay Aquarium has a wonderful two-story tank where you can actually lean into in their domed viewing stations and actually feel what it feels like to be underwater This there is such a magic and, and safe and wonderful environment around us this is Karen Hawks from Deep Flight please check it out please check us out on, on both social media I'm at Cath uh, Calarco on Twitter and also uh, email me at info at ccalarco.com I look forward to hearing from you Karen if there's one thing you would say to our audience with regard to the oceans and Deep Flight what can you say to inspire them to take that step forward
2: get in the ocean and explore there's many ways to do it and you need to see this planet for what it is it's a blue planet and come join us
1: Awesome. All right, we'll see you all there. Well, definitely, I'm getting my uh, scuba gear out, and we're heading out. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Karen has been a joy. You're such a wonderful person doing so many good things for all of us, and and keeping the oceans forefront of our imagination and our exploration. So, this is Katherine Calarco with uh, Karen Hawks from Deep Flight. We'll See you next week on Humanity Evolve. Thanks you. Thank you, everyone. I look forward to seeing you soon.
0: Thank you for joining Catherine Calarco for this week's edition of Humanity Evolve. Be sure to tune in again next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll talk again then.